Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about why our government's policies in the aftermath of 2008 are making this economic downturn so much more painful than it needs to be. This all falls into the category of a self-inflicted wound. I'm going to share some data with you from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. But before I do, let's talk about different types of expenses that a business or an individual can incur. Broadly speaking, there's two types of expenses, fixed costs and variable costs. If your business was, let's say, a bakery, then an ingredient like flour is a variable cost. It takes four cups of flour to make a loaf of bread. So to calculate your flour expense, multiply the cost of a cup of flour times the number of loaves of bread, and then multiply by four, because there's four cups of flour in each loaf of bread. Now, if I produce more bread, then my flour expense goes up, and if I make less bread, then the flour expense goes down. That's clearly a variable cost. A fixed cost would be something like rent or a loan payment. Irrespective of the number of loaves of bread, these costs don't change. The cost of labor can also be a fixed cost in the short term. Yes, you can reduce the size of your workforce, but that comes at a price. It goes beyond just the cost of paying severance. There's a human, social, and emotional price to be paid for both employers and employees. The problem with debt, though, is that it keeps accumulating with the passage of time. And some debt that's government-backed can be deferred through government intervention. But most commercial debt is not government-backed. Large commercial projects, for example, are funded by insurance companies, by commercial lenders, and by many lenders who have issued commercial mortgage-backed securities. And these are sold in the bond market. A bank that's regulated by the federal government can implement temporary rules based on changes in legislation. But a bond that's held by private investors has no provision to implement a forbearance agreement. There's simply no mechanism to provide a 90-day payment holiday. Businesses and individuals have accumulated more debt than they've accumulated income over the past 50 years. And the problem has really got out of hand in the past decade. Remember, debt involves bringing future money into the present. That only makes sense if you're going to have more money in the future, measured in the same dollars so that inflation doesn't skew the picture and accidentally make the picture look different than it really is. What you find is our nominal gross domestic product before inflation adjustment has been growing at about 4.5% over a past number of years. The real GDP number adjusted for inflation is about 2%. All of this comes from the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. But the growth of debt across the United States, and I'm talking all forms of debt, consumer debt, mortgage debt, government debt, all of it put together, has been growing at about 9% a year over the same time period. And when the growth of these two numbers diverge, you never catch up. This will eventually blow up. We had the opportunity for debt to implode in 2008. Governments elected not to allow that to happen by issuing even more debt. They effectively kicked the can down the road. It seems that since debt is the problem, then more debt is going to be the solution. Unless the financial system totally collapses this time around, we're going to be issuing even more debt. The only question is who's going to carry that debt on their balance sheet. Will it be individuals, businesses, or the government? There are two ways to get money into the hands of employees affected by COVID-19. The method chosen by government will determine the outcome when we hope to restart the economy. We have a global medical condition, and the goal is not to harm the economy, but to put the economy effectively into a medically induced coma. 
The question is, how do we come out of that economic coma? Does the economy bounce back, or does it take years to limp back to health? The path to economic recovery depends on how governments choose to respond to the economic damage. They could, for example, give money to companies that employ people on the condition that they keep people employed. That way, employees are never separated from their employers. Many of you are going to say that in the United States, under the CARES Act, there's an SBA program that allows people to borrow, and if they keep people employed, that loan is forgiven. But the word I'm hearing on the street right now is that a lot of businesses who thought they would qualify for that SBA loan, in fact, will not. The other approach, which is what's being used both in Canada and the United States, is to pay people unemployment benefits. But as soon as the employees are separated from their employers, the path to economic recovery requires people to be rehired. And that's a higher barrier than simply reopening the doors. If you allow people to become separated from their employers, they might find another job. That means the employers will not be able to hire back the same people. The longer the crisis remains, the more convoluted the process will be for restarting the economy. Employers will be reluctant to hire back until they see the revenue materialize. And the revenue won't materialize until employees have more disposable income. It becomes a vicious circle. The restart of the economy requires velocity of money, and when everyone's hoarding cash, no economic restart is possible. This is time for you to get in touch with your elected officials and educate them on how to structure the bailout so as to enable the fastest restart of the economy, not just putting a few emergency dollars in people's pockets. We already have tens of millions of people out of work in the last two weeks. It might be too late already. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.